Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. What's up and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 8th and a Wednesday afternoon recording means it is Survivor Time. Michael Beller and Derek Van Riper getting into some Survivor talk in week 14. It is an interesting week DVR. It's actually a week that I think a lot of people are going to have some decent options available to them, at least if my one pool where I am still alive is any indication that is definitely the truth and it's one where maybe it's setting us up for some bigger weeks to come if everything plays according to script with a couple of big favorites that we have available this week yeah i think rather than having a lot of people on one consensus you're going to have a good group of pivots and then within that group of pivots you're probably going to get an upset or two so if you have 10 people left in your pool you might have five or six different teams covered and maybe two of those five or six teams will lose. So I don't think this is the week that a lot of pools will end, but I do think there are enough paths for maybe a quarter or a third of the remaining teams to get bounced just because you can talk yourself into a pretty decent number of teams this week. Let's talk about the most popular picks that are available. Again, as always, this pick use uh, percentage that I reference is coming to us from Yahoo Survivor Pools. The most popular play In week 14 is Chargers over Giants. The Chargers are 10.5 point favorites over at BetMGM. 33.1% of Yahoo survivors are surviving week 14 or attempting to survive week 14 with the Los Angeles Chargers. Next up is the Titans over the Jaguars. Titans are 8.5 point favorites in that game. 27.7% on the Titans. Then we've got the Packers over the Bears. Packers 12.5 point favorites. 26.4% of pickers are on the Packers. At 10%, we find both the Seahawks over the Texans and the Broncos over the Lions. So again, five picks that you could feel pretty good about any of them. I wouldn't necessarily use all of them. I would certainly have some favorites over some others if all five of these were available to me, DVR. But there's none of these five that scream out to me as, oh boy, I really want to avoid the Chargers or the Seahawks or the Packers. I feel relatively comfortable with any of these five teams as my Week 14 survivor if I had all of them available to me. Yeah, I generally agree with that. I think it comes down to how much leverage you want to get. And that, of course, hinges on every individual pool and and which teams are still available. Mm -hmm. I get the sense that the people that are still in pools largely do have the chargers available, which is why that number is so high. Can I I jump in for you for a second here? So I am in one survivor pool. I love referencing it. Everyone knows it. DVR, (laughs) you especially know it. Seven people left in that pool that started with like 360 or so. All seven of us have the Chargers. And so, obviously, that's purely anecdotal, but I think that probably holds true for a lot of pools. So out of the seven people left in that pool, do you think more than, let's set the over-under at two and a half 
for number mm-hmm. of entries that will use the Chargers this week? How do you think it's going to actually shake out? I would guess it goes over that. Now, five people, five of the seven, have the Packers left also. And I do not have the Packers. I'm one of the two people who has used the Packers already. And if both of those teams were available to me, which is true for five of the seven in my league, and I bet it's true for a decent amount of people because the Packers have played a pretty tough schedule this season. There, there haven't been a lot of opportunities to use the Packers. I think when there have been opportunities, it's been very easy to get behind them. But if I had both teams left, I do think that I would lean Packers only because I feel as though more people are uh, have the Chargers, therefore more people will be on the Chargers. And this could be a week where there is pot odds to be gained by taking the Packers, which is something you don't often find in survivor pools. Right. I think the other benefit here is that the Chargers actually catch the Texans two weeks from now, too. So there's another spot that you can see in the not so distant future where you might want to still have them left. So in addition to thinking about this week, getting leverage this week, you're preserving them for later. Whereas the way the Packers schedule shakes out, this is actually the best time to use them up until week 18 against the Lions. I mean, so are we expecting a pool to go to week 18? Most Maybe. likely not. Now, when we're talking about seven teams left, it's possible, uh, but saving them is less appealing because you have to wait longer to use them in their next best opportunity. Packers-Ravens next week? No. Mm-hmm. Packers-Browns on Christmas? Okay, maybe. Packers-Vikings the week after that? Mm, that's a pretty tough call, too. So yeah. that's part of the calculus here, too, is like, yeah, I like the Chargers against the Giants, but it'd be nice to still have the Chargers available if you expect a decent number of teams remaining to lean heavily on them. Because again, the alternatives are not that bad this week. There are a few other ways you can go. I'm curious what you think about my one true pick, Seattle over the Texans. Am I going too far down the list? Am I getting a little bit too aggressive based on the Yahoo numbers? They're the fourth most popular team. They're sitting right there next to Denver. I know we've said this before. Seattle at home is a lot more comfortable than Seattle on the road, but Houston still has quarterback issues. I think with Seattle, I'm still just buying into Russell Wilson being good enough to win a game on his own almost any time against anybody, and this is a bad anybody. So am I going into a dangerous place unnecessarily with plenty of other similarly likely teams to win, right? We look at the ESPN eliminator sheet that Mike Clay puts together all the time. It's Mm -hmm. got Seattle at a 73% chance of winning. And just to compare that, the Chargers are at 78%. So you're not giving up that much in terms of win probability making this pivot. And I think you're getting a much softer opponent, even with the issues the Giants have. I I think Houston's worse than them right now. I think Houston's worse than them right now, too. And I'd be totally fine making this pick. It's not one that I would... I certainly wouldn't try to talk someone out of this pick. Um, in a, in, a, in a situation where I have both the Chargers and the Seahawks available, I'm probably still taking the Chargers just because I personally feel better about them. Uh, I just like I like them better. Jake Fromm's going to be getting the start for the Giants. The Giants have so many injury issues. I mean, Davis Mills is getting the start for Houston. It's not like we're talking about great quarterbacks for either of these teams. So they're both comfortable favorites for a reason. We've just seen Seattle be like be such a be such a problem for themselves this season. And Russell Wilson looked the best he's looked since coming back from injury last week, but he still didn't look great. He still didn't look like the Russell that we know. It still seems as though that finger isn't all the way there. We've seen the Texans pull off a big upset once this year already. Uh, so like. 
this is not quite the spot I would want to fade the Chargers for personally. I wouldn't try to talk someone out of the Seahawks. I will say that. I'm hoping people in my pool pick the Seahawks, but only because it keeps people off of the Chargers, who I'm going to be taking, and people off of the Packers, who I really think have as close to a non-zero chance of being upset as there is realistically in football this week. So the team that we're kind of dancing around, I feel like, is Tennessee. Like They host the Jags yeah. this week. It's a great spot for them. Uh, next week, they've got the Steelers on the road. That's not appealing even with the Steelers' issues. Mm-hmm. They're, just, they're, they're a good enough team to defensively especially wreak havoc on just about any offense. San Francisco two weeks from now, even Miami three weeks from now, you look at that game and say, oh, yeah, I'm feeling good about Tennessee there. It's basically now or never for the Titans mm-hmm. unless you think the week 18 scenario happens. That's when they catch the Texans for the second time this season. So what gives you pause about Tennessee in this spot against Jacksonville, if anything? What gives me pause is that they've been a bad team since they lost Derrick Henry. And now they have no Derrick Henry and no A.J. Brown. And I mean, those are the guys who make that offense go. Julio Jones is maybe coming back this week, but you know Julio is a much different player than he used to be. And so it's just a team that I don't really want to trust, frankly, DVR. And now we're also at a point where you know, it, 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 Survivor's only week 18. It's not like we have to go 30 weeks of Survivor. Like It gets to a point, like you say, it's now or never. Maybe it's just never for the Titans. Like At some point, you just take the best team that is sitting there for you. And you can win a Survivor pool without having to take the Titans. I think that's absolutely true this year. They're my least favorite of the teams that are listed among the top five. Chargers, Packers, Seahawks, Titans, and Broncos. Last one I'm taking of those five is the Titans. And I think even for people who are in pools where you have to make two picks to get through when we're this late in the season, you can probably find a way to not use the Titans until that Week 18 game when they get the Texans. And so I think that there are enough routes to go here to not go for that Titans pick, which really could end up being a problem given how much of a problem their offense has been since losing Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Yeah, they they have not been the same team. I know they're well coached. The Jags are not. So there's a, <laughs> a, like a, a mental edge, I feel like, for the Titans. But mm-hmm. it's easy to round up too much on that. Like yeah. it, Personnel matters. Yes. And the <laughs> missing personnel for Tennessee, I think, really does level the playing field quite a bit in this matchup. So I'm right there with you. I mean, as far as those top five favorites go, they're the team that I actually want to use the least, even though numbers would kind of nudge you that way. I think there's a little more Mm -hmm. risk there than people realize. So my one true pick this week is going to be the Chargers over the Giants. Um, Like if I had all of these teams available, I would probably go with the Packers first. I've used the Packers in our pool. I've used the Broncos in our pool, so I can't go Broncos over Lions. I actually do have Seattle available. I've used the Titans as well. I have Seattle available. So I have those two teams available, Chargers and Seattle. And again, like we're at a point where – it's weird where you where you talk about saving teams for Survivor because you get to a point where you definitely want to think that think about that and have that in mind, but then you don't want. I don't think you want to do it early, and then you get to the middle of the season and maybe you want to start thinking about it, but then you get to the end of the season and it's like any given week could be the week, and any given week, even if it's not the week, could be one where a lot of people are chopped off, and then the next week could be the week, and you get to a point where you don't actually need to use the Seahawks in favor of the Chargers. If you think the Chargers are just the better team, you don't, to go back to last week, you don't necessarily need to use the Dolphins and save the Cardinals. If you just think the Cardinals are the better team and you would rather just ride the better team. And we've reached that point of the survivor season too, where you don't need to be super cute with who you're saving for down the line. 
I think the point you make about the Chargers is great. The fact that they still have the Texans coming. That's the best argument for saving the Chargers. Not that they're, quote, better than the Seahawks, but that there is a very usable spot immediately down the line with the Chargers. And to give you a real-world example of this, last week for our show, I used the Cardinals. Um, By time I was actually making my real survivor pick, uh, Daniel Jones had been ruled out for the Giants. And so I went to the Dolphins there, knowing that in Week 15, I could save the Cardinals and still have them to use against the Lions in what could be a tough, challenging Survivor Week, Week 15. And so that's one where I was comfortable saving the better team because I knew that there was going to be a spot immediately to use them. For me, that's really the only argument for using the Chargers over the Seahawks. And clearly it's one that's not quite getting me to that spot because I have both of them available and I'm still going with the Chargers here. It's Jake Fromm. They have so many other injuries. Like, you know, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx myself, but like it would take a lot more than just the Chargers not playing an A-plus game for the Chargers to lose this one, I think. Yeah, I, I like the Chargers quite a bit. I know they have historically... Um underperformed in terms of our spread picks and <laughs> and when we put a lot of stock behind them things tend to go wrong but that's a little anecdotal and I think looking ahead to next week most people who have made it this far have used Arizona the biggest mm-hmm. favorite on the board based on win percentages at least Buffalo long gone for teams that are still going to be hanging around in week 15 uh, San Francisco may be the best team that still hasn't been used because of all the injuries they've had so I think a lot of people are gonna have to be on them next week and then Miami if you haven't used them already they're probably going to be at the top of the list. You know, the Rams have a 76% win probability next week. Almost certainly gone for teams that make it that far. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay, 83%, almost certainly gone. So mm-hmm. you are in a great spot in that pool where you have Arizona sitting there yeah. if you get to week 15, right? Just figuring it out for this week, getting there gives you a huge edge because most of the other teams in a pool can't use Arizona and they're by far the biggest favorite on the board a week from now. So you do want to think a little bit ahead, but I also think you don't necessarily want to go more than one week out because of where we're at in the season. And I was thinking about this earlier today, you know, early in the year, I don't care if I'm, if I'm taking the chalkiest team because it's so difficult to identify the middle of the pack in the NFL. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the season, I think the easiest thing to identify are the truly bad teams. So it's easy to pick against the lions and the jets at the very beginning of the season. But once you get to about week five or week six, once injuries have also really mm-hmm. changed the fate of a lot of teams, then you have a few other softer landing spots to get to. And some of those bad teams actually start to improve a little bit. you know. And I think people start to have a little too much confidence in the bad teams being the worst teams. And that's where I think people start making some mistakes too. So it is fun how you think about over the course of the season, like your priorities and, and what you're willing to take on in Survivor. They do shift a little bit just based on information that we we have about the teams uh, in the middle of the season that we didn't necessarily have at the beginning. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Are there any teams that you are thinking about just avoiding? This week, there's one team for me that I could see people getting on board with. And I'm not saying like you can't take this team necessarily. And this is for you too. Like, I'm not saying you're, you're going out there and saying, Oh, no, 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 no. Alarm, alarm, alarm. Don't take this team, but a team that you would rather not take that you could see people wanting to back this week. 
I mean, Tennessee, I think, of those favorite teams definitely scratches that itch a little bit. Uh, and I would say Denver is the other of the big five that I look at and say, hey, look, I mean, I know the Lions had to really grind it out to get that first win against the Vikings. But Denver is one of those teams that I just I don't have a good feel for them. They clearly have issues long term at quarterback. I think any team in that position is vulnerable to losing a close game. So yep. when I see them sitting with a 75 percent win probability, that feels a tick on the high side to me. I think they're more like a, a 65% win probability. And in those teams in that range, like anything can happen in any game, but a 65% team is not one you usually feel good about. So that one that one surprises me a bit. And and seeing some of the numbers on Carolina, no one's going to use them. I don't, at least I don't think. They're a two and a half point favorite against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fired Joe Brady. They have quarterback issues. Yes. Uh, they've looked awful in recent weeks. I mean, yes. like, this is a team that defensively is good, but offensively has no real identity right mm-hmm. now. So I, I think they're the other team that I look at this week, and I'm I'm just not sure about that game at all, really. I, I want nothing to do with that if I was trying to find a team that had a high win probability but mm-hmm. was being largely ignored. I'm sort of afraid of the Saints. They got the Jets on the road, and like they're definitely better than the Jets, but we all watched that game on Thursday night against the Cowboys, and Taysom Hill looked terrible. Throwing four <laughs> interceptions, he's now got a finger issue. Like he just looked bad, and like those interceptions were his fault. These we're not talking about drops. We're not talking about miscommunications. They were just his fault. They were bad plays, bad passes. There was one play that was a really nice play by the corner uh, for Dallas. Can't remember who it was, but it was one play that was just a really nice defensive play, and you tip your cap and you move on. But he looked awful, and so I mean, are the Jets going to upset them? I don't know. The Jets suck. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if they're if they're like this this hugely live dog, but. There's so many teams that you can get behind. There are so many teams that you can get behind this week. And the Saints are actually checking in as the next most popular play. We limited it to the top five because they're the ones who have statistically significant percentages on them on Yahoo. But the next most popular selection is the Saints at just over 4% going into New York to take on the Jets. And, like, I mean, there is definitely a chance, DVR. I don't think anyone would say there's not that, you know, Taysom throws a couple of picks in the first half and the Jets get a pick six or the Jets get a short field and they go into halftime up like seven to six or ten to seven, something like that. And then things start to get a little bit tight and things start to get a little bit scary. They should be getting Alvin Kamara back this week. I mean, we know that there's a script against the Jets. You can run all over this team. And with Taysom Hill there, I mean, I, I think that the Saints could do what the Patriots sit against the Bills without weather being an issue. They might run the ball 40 or 50 times in this game by design, and that could work out for them. But that's a degree of difficulty that I'm really not looking to add to Survivor in Week 14. Like I don't want to trust Taysom Hill with my Survivor life unless I absolutely have to. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to choose between the Saints and the Broncos, I would actually rather play the Saints because I think the, the Saints are just better. They have more talent mm-hmm. overall. Camara uh, p- coming back is a big part of that. Yep. Like With him, a dynamic weapon that opposing defenses really can't figure out ways to stop mm-hmm. more often than not. And that takes a lot of pressure off of Taysom Hill. As bad as he is, I think finding Camara for 10 catches in the short and intermediate passing game could unlock a lot for that offense. Um, so I, the Saints are one of those teams, too. I, I've been probably a little too high on them because of what happened all the way back in week one, a lifetime ago. It was, it was Jameis. It was that weird, fluky performance against the Packers where the Saints looked amazing and the Packers looked like a non-playoff team. A lot has changed since then. I'm fully acknowledging that. But the Jets still suck. That has uh, <laughs> not changed at all. And I just tr- I trust Sean Payton to go in and, and mm. find a way to get it done, even 
with a suboptimal quarterback situation. I'm going to stick with the Chargers for our show, but I just see this coming across Twitter right now from Field Yates. Chargers have placed Mike Williams and Chris Harris on the COVID-19 list. Uh, it is Wednesday. Obviously, we don't know those players' vaccination status, but uh, it's going to be hard. They're, they're not going to play. Uh, we have not seen anyone turn around that quickly and play, so it's pretty safe to say that those two guys are not going to play. Um, we're, you know, we're already like 18 minutes into this. I'm not going to go back and change it, but that is something to think <laughs> about now for, uh, for the Chargers going up against the Giants uh, this week. Let's put yourself in the shoes of, in the shoes of someone who has used the Chargers and used the Packers and used the Seahawks and used the <laughs> Titans. and Yeah, I mean, there's someone who's out there who's, who's done all that. Uh, who Maybe not the Seahawks. What are they, four wins, something like that? So maybe not the Seahawks, but yeah, they're four and eight. Um, but uh, if you can't take one of those teams, getting a little bit crazy, is there anyone that you would recommend? I mean, like, the Chiefs are not going to be a super popular pick this week against the, the Raiders, but that's got more to do with the fact that you, you probably used the Chiefs to get to this point. And so I'd like, I'm not sure anyone qualifies for our Let's Get Crazy segment that we usually go to wrap up this show. No, I think we've, we've crossed all the teams off the list. I'm trying to see if there's anyone that projects favorably that we haven't really discussed. Yeah, I mean, like Kansas City's the, long gone. The Cowboys, but like you've probably used the Cowboys at this point. Yeah, I think if, if I had them left, I'd feel comfortable yeah. using them. There's yeah. other good spots for them, but I wouldn't have any issue using them in that game against Washington. I think the Cowboys win that game actually pretty easily. Yeah, I mean... You know what's funny on Yahoo is that um, so the the Chiefs and Cowboys come in as the next most popular selections, and then nine and ten are the Vikings and Steelers who are playing each other, and they're the ninth <laughs> and tenth most selected teams. And I think you know, that's really a great way to wrap up Survivor is that if you don't have one of the obvious picks, you end up getting to a point where the ninth and tenth most popular selections in a week are teams that are playing against each other when you're in week fourteen. And so that's I mean that's just the game in a nutshell right there. Never a dull moment in Survivor. <laughs> Never a dull moment in Survivor, especially when you're 18 minutes into a show and find out that two key players on the team that you're backing are almost certainly not going to play in a given week. And that's just why it's very hard to survive in advance. But hopefully we've helped you do that to this point this season and can continue to help you do that in week 14 and beyond. We're going to call it a show here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. For DVR, I am Michael Beller. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. See you. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.